You're listening to Her, an ongoing conversation for women by women, exploring all things heal, empower, and rise, giving voice to the feminine. This is a podcast where women support women through thought-provoking, authentic, and raw conversations. We provide an uncensored platform for our guests with diverse viewpoints that are not necessarily consistent with the perspectives of your hosts. I'm Elika. I'm Alegria, and we're here to guide this adventure with you. Your voice matters. Let your voices be heard. Well, hello to all our beautiful listeners out there. Elika here, and I'm so glad you're tuning in because you are not going to be disappointed with this episode of the Her Podcast. I am thrilled to share my interview with keynote speaker and leadership coach Karen Laus about getting past self-doubt, people-pleasing, and perfectionism. We discuss how to step into your confidence and how powerful it is to find our voices as women and ultimately feeling freedom by not holding back. And let me tell you, we certainly did not hold back. We shared moments of vulnerability in our own lives and discussed how important it is to build trust in our relationships. We dive into the meaning of psychological safety and how important it is to feel this in our relationships and teams. So glad you are here to listen to Karen's insight and expertise on how women give away their power and how to get it back. I thoroughly enjoyed my authentic and real conversation with Karen, and I know you will too. On a side note, this episode was recorded on January 21st, 2021. Karen talks about launching her new podcast, Ignite Your Confidence. She had just launched her new podcast at the time. So listen in. We have a link available in the description. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please leave us a review and subscribe on the platform on which you're listening and share our podcast with other women in your circle. We grow as women in business by supporting each other every day. Welcome, Karen Laus, to the Her Podcast. We are so happy to have you with us today. And you and I have spoken in the past and we have just so much in common. And I thought, I really need to have her on this podcast because I have so much to learn from you. I've told you this before. You have so much to offer all us ladies. And you talk about uh, the seven ways women give away their power and how to get that back. You also talk about confidence and we're going to dive right in, but I want everyone to know that you're a keynote speaker and a leadership coach, and I'm going to hand over the virtual stage now, the podcast virtual stage, so that you can let us know a little bit more about yourself. And I also want to congratulate you because you just launched your podcast Ignite your confidence. Yay. Thank you. I know hot off the press just yesterday. So that's, that's been awesome. Amazing. 
Elika, I'm so happy to be here. And yes, I am very passionate about helping women find their voice because it took me far too long to find mine. And by the time I finally did, a number of years ago, I said, oh my gosh, this is so empowering. I have got to make sure that I help other women do this as well. So that is a big passion of mine. And I work with corporate leaders as well as entrepreneurs. And what I love is helping people get past the things like self-doubt, people-pleasing, perfectionism, and that imposter syndrome that plagues us and really holds us back. And as a matter of fact, the other day I was thinking about... I was teaching, a, a, I was doing a group coaching on finding your why and your personal brand and figuring out what is it that you want to be in the world? Who do you want to be? How do you want people to experience you? And as I was talking, it was funny because it was the first time I really laid it out personally about myself because I thought, you know, when I was doing this and for anybody listening, when you think about what your why is, what your purpose is, is to think what is the actual reason I'm doing something? So at first I thought, well, I'm helping women find their voice. But then I thought, but why? And then I went to, well, I wanna help women be more confident. Well, why? Oh, well, I wanna help women get past self-doubt. Well, why is that? And at the end of the day, all of this leads back to women being free. And that is ultimately what I'm about. Because for me, I felt trapped so many times and I held back from sharing my ideas in business meetings and various places, so much so that I really wasn't aligned with my real self. And I started noticing that when I was actually more, when I was in an environment where I felt more confident, sometimes it was situational, then I would actually be so much more aligned. I could feel like my power coming back. And there's, we all know that. We know that feeling when you feel so safe with the group that you're in or safe inside yourself that you can just speak up. So that would be my encouragement to everybody. Yeah, I love that. And um, I can relate, I say this a lot, that's my favorite line because I, I relate to so many, I've had so many women on the podcast and every time I'm just like, oh my God, I can relate. Oh my God, I can relate. So as you're talking, I'm thinking about situations where I felt like I didn't have my power and I didn't feel confident. And when was that? When was the first time that I actually felt that way where I felt like I had no power? I wanted to talk about when I got fired, but before that, in my early 20s, um, well, my mid 20s, I was this, you know, go-getter, mover, shaker, ambitious, driven, and um, I really didn't think about consequences and I really didn't think about, you know, I wasn't in fear of anything. So I remember that feeling, you know, I remember that feeling and I was new to the corporate world and I had this job at an environmental consulting firm where I was given the opportunity to speak in front of, um, in front of uh, the staff and we had uh, multiple offices uh, all over the country. And we all came together for um, a company kind of retreat just to kind of brainstorm. And everyone got to meet each other. And it was like this great feeling. And I had this great feeling. And I was given the opportunity to speak. And um, my boss, I had two bosses. 
back then were the greatest mentors and they really just always supported me and whatever they, they allowed me to have a voice and to speak up and and they valued my input you know as this fresh you know fresh eyes and all of that so here I was given all of this power and I felt so good and I go to speak and and I've learned a lot from this particular situation because now I do certain things to help me not you know get distracted but I looked at the HR manager at the time who I felt really didn't like me but I didn't give a shit so <laughs> because I was you know this very I guess, you know, I don't want to say arrogant, but I, I was, I was just like, you know, nothing can stop me kind of powerful person. And I looked at her and she gave me the weirdest look as I was presenting, like a look of confusion and like, what the hell are you talking about? Look. So it threw me off and all of that confidence that took me so long to build up. I didn't realize I was building all this confidence, but I, I felt comfortable and confident was just like crumbled in two seconds. It was just like, boom, boom, boom. There you go. You're done. You're never going to speak again. And, you know, how do I get that back? So I know what it feels like to feel like you've lost that power. So all these years, fast forward later and I still have some, some of that fear, you know, so I work towards it and I actually don't look at people when I'm presenting. So I just like, look, look right over their heads. So it looks like I'm looking at them, but I'm just looking right yeah. over their heads because I'm afraid that fear is still there that I may just get that look that, you know, someone doesn't understand or is confused or is like, who do you think you are? Or, you know, anything that would throw me off. So yeah. How do we get that power back? I know it's really hard. And isn't it, I just have to comment on, first of all, I'm sorry that that happened. And it's so common. We have the one event that can totally change us. And I want to share an exercise of how we get that back in a minute, but I want to share a story of mine because it totally relates to what you're talking about. Yes. A long time ago, probably 20 years ago, when I was starting out as a trainer, I was working for The Gap as a corporate consultant and I did a class. I thought I did a good job, but it was a high exposure event. I shouldn't say a class. It was a portion where I was speaking as part of a big event with some big name people at The Gap. And I thought I did okay, but honestly, I really didn't do much prep for it. I kind of was more on the fly and it did not go well from the leadership perspective. And I will tell you that I felt so defeated by that and confused because I wasn't sure what I did wrong. And I didn't really get super clear feedback about that. But I will say my wonderful boss at the time, or con I mean, I guess I was working, I can't remember now. She was technically my boss, even though I was a consultant, but she said, I just said, oh my gosh, I don't think I'm gonna do any more training. And she was so great because I, I truly at that moment felt like, I was, I shouldn't do training due to that one time. And that was at the very beginning of my career. And she said, are you going to let one thing determine the trajectory of your life based on one thing and one group of people or one, whether you messed up or whatever, 
basically like get on your big girl panties and <laughs> to work. And honestly, I didn't, I knew that I needed to do it, but frankly, I just didn't want to put in the time that it took to learn all of the material to the degree that I needed to, but I did it. And there you go. I've been doing, I mean, I started as a corporate trainer and that was initially my dream. And then I became a speaker and I've been coaching people and speaking on stages now for over 15 years, almost 20 years now. That's amazing. See, you could dream it, you could do it. It's, it's one of those things. It does stump you though. Like I felt uh, defeated I, as well. I agree. I mean, I remember that so vividly. I'll never forget when I finished the talk and the person that was like my boss's 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 boss looks at me with these anxious eyes going, how do you think it went? <laughs> <laughs> I could tell she did not like how it went. I wish she had just told me that did not go well. We need to talk about this later, but it left me with this ambiguity, kind of like what you said, that woman that just looked at you. Sometimes there's just a look that someone gives you and you just sink. So my tip to start as far as how do you step into your confidence? How do you start really thinking about this? There's obviously a lot of different things we can do, but I feel like the best place to start is with people that know you and that you care about and you feel safe with. You pick five of those people, you ask them how they see you related to your strengths and positive attributes and make it easy for them. Cause sometimes if, if you say that and people love you and want to help you, they, they might feel like they have to give you a laundry list. Just say, can you give me three to five strengths that you see in me? I'm trying to get better at just being more aware of what my strengths are. I mean, you can tell them whatever you want as to why you're saying asking, but to me, that is the best exercise to be able to get a really sense of reality around how you're coming across because two things in my experience happen with that. I've done it myself. I've had clients do it. One of those is that you might become aware of something you didn't even realize was a strength because what I've found is a lot of times we are walking around with these strengths that are just part of who we are. We don't even think about it as a strength. And then the other component of that is that you're going to start seeing themes which to me is really exciting because you go, oh my gosh, three people said this about me. That's pretty cool. I mean, when you talk about personal branding and talk about how you want to be in the world, that's a great example of that is essentially what you're giving off either as a vibe or as a, as a thing that you might be doing. And I'll give you one example because it to me is one that I just went, oh, I didn't even think about that as the strength. So a few years ago, I just, I, I started noticing a theme where people would say, oh my gosh, I, I can't believe I just told you that like strangers that I would meet or calls like maybe like you and I had the first time. So it might be first time calls with people that I don't really know, but we maybe know each other from the online space. And the theme was people kept saying, I just feel so comfortable around you. I feel like I could tell you anything. And I never thought about that as a strength. I mean, people have come, been coming to me since I can remember as a kid saying, oh, I'm just so comfortable talking to you, or I haven't told anybody, but I'm going to tell you. And I say that only to say that that to me was an example where then I started leveraging that to say, well, what people typically say about me is that they feel comfortable around me. And now in the business world, we know that's called psychological safety, but it's always been there. We just haven't really put names to it until recently. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. 
See, I told you I learned something new. Psychological <laughs> safety. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you think about it, at the like a big thing that I do with my clients is help people build trust. How do you actually build trust? Well, yeah, through those big. the behavioral components of how we come across, though, tone of voice, our facial expression, our posture. So, for example, that woman that looked at you that time years ago clearly that you didn't feel comfortable with that. I mean, obviously you probably felt judged certainly with the look that she gave you based on what you shared and then that erodes trust. So if you think about it, this, this concept of, okay, psychological safety, I think of, I think of a triad actually trust, safety, and vulnerability. And this is what I work on with leaders. If they want to create a culture of trust well, which comes first? Okay, well, you as the leader, you need to start being vulnerable because your team doesn't know it's safe yes. vulnerable. It's kind of like in one, it's, I mean, it's the same thing in one-on-one. You share something vulnerable. I go, oh, I can, we, there's usually a, a point at which I relate to that. I'm going to share some of my story. So it's kind of like you share yours, I'll share mine, that kind of thing. And when we have that trust or excuse me, we have vulnerability that helps with psychological safety and that builds trust. So if I'm going to, if I feel safe around you, then I'm going to tell you things, or I'm going to just, we're going to get along better. And more importantly, I'm going to feel that I can really be aligned with exactly who I am to be able to be fully in my power. Because if I'm worried about someone judging me, or I'm worried that I'm not good enough, that's going to cloud my thinking and my speech because what I really help women do is the spoken word. How do you get your message across in a clear and compelling way that makes people want to keep listening to you, whether that's an elevator pitch or an introduction or speaking up at a meeting. So those components are super important for people to be aware of, like, how am I actually coming across? And half the time we don't realize it which is why it's so important to record yourself, record these Zoom calls for anybody that's listening here or the, the uh, even audio, just, I mean, you know, Elka, <laughs> I mean, it's all your voice. So yeah, tell me about it. I have to edit these things. <laughs> <laughs> I hear myself, I'm like, oh, <laughs> does, that, does that exude confidence? No. <laughs> But it does exude relatability. So I'll give yeah. you that. <laughs> well, speaking of that, you are so warm and easy to get to know. I mean, I remember when we first talked, it was just, oh, I want to keep talking to her. I can't wait till we talk again. So that's when I think about it too, that's the experience you want to create for people in general. I mean, that's my biased opinion, but if you want to be influential, if you want to make an impact you want to have those qualities so people feel drawn to you. But the biggest problem is that we have these blind spots. So one other example is when I was learning content for a new program many years ago. And I was, I worked really hard to get that right. After that whole experience at the gap, I said, no, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to really learn this. So when I'm ready to deliver in front of my boss, she can sign off to say, yes, you're now ready to go and deliver to clients. So I finished the whole thing. I was really proud. I thought oh, I nailed that. And she looked at me in the most loving way. And she said, well, if I, if I really listen, your content is practically perfect, but you look pissed off. Uh. 
<laughs> and so she said the whole time. And that's what I've realized now, having coached so many people that when we get so fixated on content, we're so worried about getting it right. We usually get this furrowed brow in our face and we get very um, serious as that opposed focused to- look. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and that can either be intimidating or we can look angry. And then that takes away from our presence. Obviously we're talking about that in person, but now with so much online audio and podcasting, now we just have our voice. So if you think about it, your voice is truly your greatest power tool. And the question for everybody really is, how are you going to use that? Right. Absolutely. That is so important. And I took so much from that. That's Oh, yeah, good. that's wonderful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what other strategies can you give us, especially I think about when I'm feeling not the most confident, what is it that it, I'm struggling with when I'm not feeling confidence, right? So a, a lot of it has to do with be, the fear of being judged. I didn't always have good relationships with other women. So it's taken me a long time to build relationships with other women. I don't know what it is or if it's, it's the comparison thing or, you know, competing or I don't know, but I always have that in the back of my mind. It's not that I have a limiting belief or anything, but more so that I fear that judgment from other women at, at some level. If I really am right now in the moment thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you're not alone at all. I mean, that, that, I'd say that pretty much happens with all of us. So it's the the question of how are you gonna, like, what are you gonna do about that? I mean, to me, that's the biggest question. And that's where I felt, found myself years ago in this spot, in, this, in these corporate leadership meetings. Like I was really confident with clients. For example, people generally on the outside would not know that I had all these things inside. And probably the same with a lot of us. People don't always see it and yet, so I was good at, I wouldn't say, I would almost say that whole fake it till you make it. I was good at that. People generally couldn't tell that I wasn't confident at times, but where people could tell, which to me was an interesting theme is that when I was on this senior leadership team at this company where I worked, I was always thinking other people knew better than me or that my opinion wasn't as valuable as others. I felt judged, you know, just again, it's, it's the stuff that I felt intimidated, that kind of thing. And so in thinking about this, I guess now I'm trying to ask myself, (laughs) what was your, (laughs) were you asking for tips on what do you do? (laughs) Yeah. When you're feeling judged, (laughs) like, how do you get past that without, without, you know, because that, even if you're in your head and you're like, well, I don't care what people think, you know, I'm going to do my thing. Yeah, It's, Uh, it's not that easy. Right. Well, and I, Full disclosure, I have been working on my personal growth for, or I mean, I have been personally focusing on working on my myself for a long time. And part of that growth is what it's Dr. John Townsend, who I've learned a lot from. He wrote the book Boundaries along with Dr. Henry Cloud. And what I learned from with him and being in a leadership with him group for a long time is we need internal structure that will help lift us up to enable us then to have the confidence. So one of those ways is what I talked about already, getting three to five or even more people to say, what are those strengths about you? And then you've got to keep almost saying that to yourself. 
speaking that out loud, because it's one thing just to receive it and take it in. But I will tell you some people, again, a lot of this is based on childhood stuff and I'm not a therapist, but it's certainly clear that things that happen to us as a kid affect us as adults. And so there might be reasons why we're holding back or we're feeling judged because maybe we had a critical father or something like that, but, or perfectionist mom in my case, but me too. Did you? (laughs) (laughs) That's why we get along. (laughs) Exactly. So the bottom line is you've got to get more people in your corner. And when I say in your corner, I mean, people that are safe, that know you, that can speak life into you, that keep saying like, Elika, look at all that you've done here. And here's another thing that I thought that I remember too, celebration portfolio. I'm really big into celebrating. So have a portfolio, physical as well as electronic. You could do this in Pinterest, although probably not as much in Pinterest, because I'm talking about things like handwritten notes that people send you, emails that people say, like, you're so amazing. And I've, I've, I learned at an early age to do that. And I actually, back in you know 20 years ago, we didn't have so much of the internet in front at our disposal. So I would actually bring a physical portfolio. I brought a, I bought a beautiful folder with the plastic inserts and I put handwritten and typed mailed notes that I got from people saying that they appreciated my work. So when you have that all in one place, it's really cool because sometimes we need to look at that when we're feeling down, you read all that and go, Oh my gosh, I am pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. Do you share that with, with, um, so w- there's like this fine line, I guess, when I think about, I'm like the worst at marketing myself. So, you know, there's this fine line when you have all of those phrases and you have people in your circle that do support you and you want to share that where it becomes, you know, you don't want to come across as you're being full of yourself, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. sort of speak. But you also want to say, hey, look, look at my accomplishments. But then, you know, what, where is that balance? Because I don't want to come across as, look at me, look at me right. <laughs> and what I've done. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Well, first of all, let me just say first, generally speaking, and you know this, women tend to be hesitant in self-promotion. If we, if we don't have 10 out of 10 qualifications for a job, for example, we generally won't apply for that. Whereas I would encourage you, even if you only have 70 or 80% to go for it anyway. I mean, all they can do is say no. I wouldn't recommend that you send an email and say, here's hundred pages of how great I am. But to me, it starts with owning your strengths. So instead of here's a laundry list of things. So somebody I don't know, let's say you're talking on a podcast or you're talking in a networking group or something like that to say, oh, well, one of my greatest strengths is this. And that to me, I think that's just owning it. It's just being very grounded in it. Or even to just say, one of the things that I feel so grateful for that people say a lot is that they feel comfortable sharing things around me. And that makes me feel so good because I want to create a safe space for people so they can be free to be their confident selves. Yeah. Or you can just hire somebody to promote you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Taking the easy way out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you this. Let me tell you. Okay. I know you're, you're making it hard for me, but I've got you. I've got another response. I got more. I got more. <laughs> do I, it. Do it. <laughs> here was my favorite thing. And this is what I actually have on my bio now. 
some coach taught me this years ago. Don't ask, don't believe what I say, believe my clients. Yeah. Here's what, you know, so I have something that says like, Karen is results oriented, fun and inclusive. Just ask her clients, something like that. So I think that that's, that's to me how I would balance it. I think it's what I would be probably more concerned with as far as cautioning women against is downplaying their strengths. To me, that's the bigger problem. And when you are asked a question about who you are or who do you serve, that's when you want to make sure that you're ready with an introduction, whether it's an introduction or it's just, here's what I do and here's how I serve. And you could even say, like, if you're not as comfortable with the promotion to just say, I'm really proud of the fact that I do this, or I'm, I'm really proud of this. Yeah. Well, that's a way to do it. I still don't, I don't I love think that. I mean, I think that's a decent way to do it. I still think it's better to just be full on. Like, here's, here's the thing that I do best. There's, yeah. you know, you could even say it, things like, okay, so I just, one of my podcast episodes is called three leadership lessons. And I know it's not about me. It's about the audience. That's all that people care about is themselves. And I get that. So I'm always thinking, how can I, how can I position my lessons for them to get value out of this? And so I was, as I was writing the copy of the show notes, I started thinking, okay, what would they want to hear? And then I realized, oh, it's just to say, I've made a lot of mistakes in my career, but I'm also celebrating the accomplishments that I've made. Listen in so to see if you can relate to some of these mistakes and learn some tips on blah, blah, blah. That's great. I so love I that. There's a balance. It's, hey, I've made mistakes, but I've also done some things well. Yeah. Who wants to look at somebody that's perfect up there on a pedestal, exactly. right? Totally. Yeah. I also struggle with taking compliments. So like when you complimented me earlier on the podcast episode, I was like, I should have said thank you, you know, because that's something I'm working on because I think as women, we find it difficult also just to accept compliments too. So if it's in writing, you're like, oh, thank you. But what can I say more than just thank you? I go into this big explanation. Like, I don't know, I write a book you know, thank you. So nice, you know, but, you know, I really, you know, did this and it it was all about this person and they really helped me and it wasn't all about me, you know, so I kind of down, I do what you're talking about downplaying. Why couldn't I just say, yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. Right. Right again. (laughs) (laughs) Alika, you are so warm and lovely (laughs) and easy to connect with. Why, thank you. You are most welcome. <laughs> you see, I learned something again. I love that. <laughs> so are you. I think we're, we're, we're getting along so well. And I love this conversation. Yeah. Tell, tell me and our listeners a little bit about your podcast, because I want to make sure that um, people know where to go, where to find you, even though we're going to give everyone links um, yeah. and all of your information, but definitely let us know where to find your information. Yes. Thank you for asking. It's called Ignite Your Confidence with Karen Laus, and it is for women in leadership who want to speak up and stand out. And my story is that it took me way too long to find my voice, even though I was being flown all over the world for companies like Google, Netflix, 
the Facebook and Sephora, which is probably my personal favorite because I love makeup. Um, but <laughs> that that is what it's about. And specifically my goal is to, or that's who it's for. My goal is to give people simple tools and strategies to immediately apply. So in, you'll find in the, in the podcast, there's some solo episodes and there's also some interviews. It's all geared toward what are some practical things that I can actually do differently to ignite my confidence? Because I really love the phrase stand out with unshakable confidence. And that's what I want to help women do. So for example, my first three episodes are solo. One is about the leadership lessons, the mistakes that I made and how people can learn from those. I have one, but my first one, because I'm most passionate about the way we use our voice is the three mistakes to avoid with using your voice. And then the other episode is about how we give away our power. And in that one, I really love talking about how we give our value away. We use minimizing language, things like apologizing when we don't need to. So those are some of the episodes that are on right now. And you can find it at this very moment. I'm not exactly sure when you're gonna publish this, but at this very moment, you can find it on Apple, iTunes, as well as YouTube. So it's video as well as audio. And the other platforms will be coming soon. Yeah, I wish I was confident enough to get on YouTube a lot more. You know, the <laughs> video part, I'm working on it. I think my co-host, Alegria, and I talked about this before. And it's, yeah, we, we need to feel a little bit more confident before we kind of take that big step in the video world, but we're getting there. We did one video each and we were just like, uh oh, that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, it is. For me, in the background, it's I live in a small one bedroom in San Francisco. We have to clear off the whole bedroom dresser and get the big industrial size lighting and all those things to make it happen. Yeah, a fire truck went through, went by when I was recording the other one. I said, I don't care. I'm not recording. I'm not re-recording this. <laughs> no, and, and you, you, you want to be as perfect as possible because that, you know, minimizes the amount of editing. If you do any editing at all, you know, um, I do that with the podcast episodes. I, I just take out all the, you knows that I just said, that's what I do. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, what's funny is I do have a wonderful person that's editing it on this, uh, I shouldn't say on the side, in the background, she's editing it. But I did an online course last fall and I didn't edit anything. It was seven modules with about three to five lessons in each. And I just didn't, didn't even occur to me, which is hilarious. I, I don't know, because it was just me. I thought, well, I don't, that's okay. And if I messed up, I would just keep moving on and I'm actually quite happy with it. So I kind of feel like you just do what you have to do. And, and you know what, and, and here's the other lesson that I learned and this, this I'm trying to think as far as anybody that's listening that is podcasting, but also just thinking about how we tend to judge and edit ourselves in the moment that I think it's really, well, I'll just tell you from a mindset perspective for me, and then you can see how this connects with you potentially that when I knew it was being, I could edit it. I kept stopping myself and the woman ah. editing, she goes, you know, I feel like I'm ruining your flow knowing that you can edit it. Cause I would stop and go, Oh, you know, could you take that out? I'm going to start over. Whereas with my online course, I didn't have any help. It was just, I'm doing this. Okay. 
here we are. That and makes so sense. I'm going to try to do better at that. And I'm going to try, we'll see how it is with interviews. I'll probably have to edit those, but my solo episodes, I'm going to just go all the way through. Yeah, that makes sense because you're more mindful. You're more focused on the fact that someone else is listening to you. You know, someone else is going to have to, you know, perfect it. Yeah. Perfectionism. Exactly. I hate that word. I know. I do too. I'm that's a prisoner of perfectionism. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, good I so am. <laughs> It's hard. I will tell you, I, I, it's taken me years, but I'm at the point now where it's that whole concept of done is better than perfect. Oh my God. Alegria just said that to me. She's like, done is better than perfect. We did a whole episode and then we got cut off at the end. It was so funny because she, her daughter, she had to get off the call. And then it was just like, so abrupt. And we were just like, okay, love you, love you. And that was the end of the call. <laughs> just because and it's not perfect but we're going to launch this episode oh good I'm glad and yep. it's all about perfectionism <laughs> <laughs> which is just perfect <laughs> it is isn't it I had something I can't remember now but I'm relating it's exactly what you said because it was something that I did and then I messed up and the whole theme was perfectionism so that was pretty funny yeah so ironic but um, I loved our conversation and I cannot wait for everyone to listen because Aww. I think they're going to have uh, specific takeaways from it. We had such great conversation and thank you so much for joining me today. You're so welcome. It was a pleasure. If you enjoyed today's conversation, make sure you share our podcast with other women in your circle. And remember, your voice is your superpower.